You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You pick that up on Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com or any other major book retailers. Also, if you love this show, please support this show by going to subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show. I saw a couple of people got unsubscribed in the last uh, probably like three or four days. And usually what that means is a credit card has expired. So keep an eye out. If you think you're subscribed, just go confirm it for as little as $5 a month. You can make sure that we continue to grow this show and have an impact, obviously, uh, on the airwaves and on the internet, and God willing, in the 2024 election race. We'll see. We'll see. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show is where you're going to go for that. And if you love this show, you can download it in podcast format. Oh, shit. Podcast format, courtesy of our good friend, magical producer Trevor He does a phenomenal job with this daily show, converting it into a podcast so that you can download it in all podcast formats. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Check him out, or check that out, rather, today. All right, good morning. Happy uh, Friday, the 29th of 2023, the last Dilly Show of the year. And I'm very excited to be here with you guys today. we got a lot to talk about. They decided to try and unilaterally remove President Trump from the ballot in Maine. A comically stupid virtue signaling attempt that will not work, but we're going to discuss it today. Also, I want to say a shout out to my meme team, the Dilly meme team. You've had an incredible year. You've had a record setting year. You've had a highly impactful historical year. And you're wrapping it up beautifully with one last gem, courtesy of Lauren Eve, MAGA Devil Dog, and Bad Karma. That was the dank meme we opened this show with. I will be playing that again later on in the show. I love it. I think it's very, very powerful. I think the audience likes it. I like it. And uh, so we'll play it one more time before the end of the broadcast. But uh, thank you for your effort. And I know that the team is building up an arsenal going into 2024. We are locked and loaded, ready to ready to roll next year and excited. So, well done, team. There's a New Year's meme in my DMs. Jeez, that must have come in late, huh, Lauren? I'm just teasing you. I'll grab it later. Just remind me. Just remind me. I'll grab it later. Yeah, we got to talk about it. There's so much going on right now uh, in America, and there's a lot... I think of questions about what's coming and, and what's going to happen. And I think one of the things that I hope people take away from 2023 is that President Trump, Team Trump, and the Dilly Meme team taught Republicans how to fight this year, and not all of them are happy about it. Many, as a matter of fact, are very upset. They don't like these new methods. They don't like the lack of uh, decorum. They don't like that we are somehow savages, animals, if you will, who don't seem to uh, subscribe to any particular set of rules and or uh, off-limits sort of like uh, hierarchy. They don't like it. They're very upset about this. 
And Team Trump is pedal all the way down, and so is Team Dilly. Dilly meme team, Dilly 300. We're not stopping. It's actually going to get more, uh, I think, forceful, more um, colorful, and uh, we expect this to continue all through 2024 as we essentially take on an impossible enemy who's got an unlimited amount of uh, resources and money and votes and fucking judges and law enforcement, and yet we will win. And I know people find that hard to believe. I think many of you want definitive answers into how this happens. You ask me things like, what about insert thing that you're absolutely certain God is not capable of overcoming? And you await my answer. And when I tell you, I guess we're going to have to find out together, it's not enough. You'd rather stay scared. And I'm not interested in it. I also know there's many out there in the MAGAverse political world that do not fully understand the impact of messaging and psychological warfare. Pay these simple fucks no mind. While they may have, I believe, good intent, and are in fact playing a role in helping to save America, not everyone can comprehend what we're doing. And that's why these people will always remain small and doing small things, while those of us with a vision and a tenacity and a talent for bigger and much more impactful things will stay focused on that. And that's where I'm at in regards to a lot of the doubters out there. There's many, many, many people out there still attacking Myself, the Dilly Meme team, uh, for our methods. And to them, I say, scoreboard. Check the fucking scoreboard. Because I'm going to help you check it here in a little while today. We've got a clip that definitively explains it. And uh, we'll talk about that. But there is, there is no, there is only one outcome that I will accept in 2024. And I'm not interested in uh, making friends with weaklings. I'm not interested in pacifying stupid people. And I'm certainly not interested in unifying with people that like fundamentally do not understand the broader war we are in. So they can do what they do, and I'm going to do what I do. And we'll see how it all turns out in the end. But uh, it's kind of where we're at today. It's going to be a a good show. We're going to have a lot to talk about today. There's certainly some things to discuss. Uh, Maine being one of them, Colorado another, California maybe. But we've also got some dank memes and some, you know, some fun. We got some fun. It's the end of the year. Plus, we've got Q&A Friday. And if you have any questions going into 2024, now's the fucking time to ask them. Uh, I'm happy to answer any and all questions on this broadcast today. Nothing will be off limits, so lay it on me. And uh, I'm going to clear the air and answer the questions and hopefully give the answers you're hoping. And, uh... And we're going to slide into 2024 with a clean slate. Hungry as fuck for victory. But first, let's do a little bit of MAGA Commerce. Once upon a time, there was a school, a place where kids would study and learn 
about history, science, art, and literature, where the teachers had values. And the students' education, not indoctrination, came first. A school that cared about a crazy little thing called truth, about teaching kids how to think, not what to think, where the teachers and students were held accountable. Hard work was expected from everyone and rewarded. But somehow, somewhere along the way, something went wrong. The culture went crazy, and the teachers got weird. God and country were cast aside, and our kids were being conditioned. Most schools have gotten downright dangerous, but now there's a better way with Gideon math and reading, the favorite curriculum used by homeschool parents, individualized learning programs that work so kids can catch up, keep up, and stay ahead. The Gideon method is self-paced and focused on helping kids build foundational skills. Our curriculum emphasizes traditional values like family, integrity, honesty, and hard work, and no woke vocabulary or agenda. Gideon students connect virtually for this paper and pencil program, where proper placement, high standards, and consistency breed success. At Gideon, kids build confidence through mastery. Give your kids the best and contact Gideon today. That's right. This is one of my favorite sponsors because I believe it means so much to the future of our nation. That is a education sponsor. That's right. A non-woke, traditional education sponsor. And you're going to absolutely love Dr. Jadine Mathis, who has more than 30 years of success in both the education and technology industries. Don't forget, she is old school Dilly 300. Me and uh, Dr. Janine have been working together pretty much before there was a Dilly show. She even flew out all the way from her home on the East Coast during my congressional run to come out and present uh, some of the stuff we were working on education-wise on what was going to be part of my platform as a congressional member. She's a brilliant lady. Now, what has she got here? This is a, a program for your kids, whether your children are falling behind in school Maybe they're actually doing just fine, but you don't really have confidence in what they're learning and it being able to translate into the real world. Or maybe you're looking to push your children to the next level uh, with their education to make sure that they're getting every available resource. GideonMathAndReading.com forward slash Warminster is where you're going to get your children signed up for a free evaluation. Their first session is also free. There is no contract contract rather to sign. And for the Dilly 300, the $50 registration fee is waived, so even your registration is free. You can get sessions, eight sessions for as low as $150 a month, which as you all know is like uh, literally a midweek grocery shopping trip. And yet your kids can benefit greatly or your grandchildren. I'm telling you guys, check them out. If you didn't take care of this in 2023, I pray you will find it in you to check it out for 2024. I think you're going to be shocked at what is available to your children through GideonMathAndReading.com forward slash Warminster. Check them out today. Oh, our next sponsor is angelpace.com. That's right. Randy normally does all of the skincare marketing. And why not? She has absolutely flawless skin. Perfect, perfect skin. 
But today, it's about angelpaste.com. And today, I get to talk about this miracle cream. Why? Because I suffered with eczema pretty much consistently for five years, off and on. I would very rarely have it not bothering me until angelpaste.com came along this last June. And I began using this product. And within 48 hours, it had a massive impact on my skin barrier. It calmed it down. The inflammation went away. And I've been benefiting ever since. Day and night, I use this on my face, on my ears, and around my nugget. And you know what? It's all gone. All the uh, dandruff, gone. Flaky skin, gone. Even the, the uh, irritation in my beard, and on my nose, gone, gone, gone. Angelpaste.com, it's a miracle cream. I highly recommend it. I absolutely love this stuff. It is not sticky. It doesn't leave a weird residue on your skin. It's actually a proprietary water-free blend of food-grade plant oils. It is tremendous. It is homemade in Spring, Texas by an incredible lady by the name of Barbara Doty. And it makes the uh, it makes an absolutely phenomenal sort of one one size fits all sort of skin gift. All right, so you need to take care of your friends and family. You got somebody in your family that's like, first of all, it shows up. The container looks elegant and fancy schmancy pantsy. Okay, but I'm telling you, I use this thing on every every part of my skin that gets dry. If I have an issue, I'm like, boom, angel paste, go right on there, and uh, it works really well. I promise you will not be disappointed. Promo code Dilly is going to get you a dollar off angelpaste.com. And lastly, oh shit, is this today? Finally, fuck. Revenge is an act of passion. Vengeance is an act of justice. Injuries are revenged. Crimes are avenged. Almost a century ago, big pharmaceutical companies re-engineered medical school curriculum and faculty with one goal putting profit before progress. Anyone pushing back against the medical matrix they carefully crafted was threatened, silenced, censored, financially ruined, or worse. They are the problem. We are the solution. Uh, you're clear to engage. Initials Mike Juliet Alpha. You're clear to engage with weapons. You're clear to engage with weapons. That's right. These are my friends from Vengens.com. Now, listen, uh, again, this is one of those sponsors where if you slept on them in 2023, you're going to regret it because I have went this entire winter watching one by one by one as my friends, some of my family, many of my meme team and a ton of the Daily 300 deal with illnesses, the flu or other such issues. The COVID, guess who didn't even kind of sniff getting sick this fucking fall in winter? Me. Want to know why? Because I use the shit out of my vengeance.com. I'm telling you, it absolutely fucking works. The stuff is incredible. It's different than basic supplementation because it is made differently. It is a phenomenal product. That's right. How is it different? Well, it uses a technology that was previously only available in the pharmaceutical industry. The micronization process allows them to give you the world's cleanest formulas with an unparalleled 100% bioavailability. And the formulas are so potent, you don't even have to take them orally. 
you can actually put them right under the skin and it'll it'll work just as well. Now, I, I actually don't mind the flavor, so I just do a few drops in my mouth and call it a day. But they uh, this is an incredible brand. The three targeted formulas that you guys most probably want to check out are Motherboard, which is for your immune support. It, I used an entire bottle of this uh, the last probably 60 days. Then in December, I switched and I started using Ripcord which is uh, relief from, from joint pain and inflammation. Again, I cannot stress how easy to use and how effective these products have been for me and Randy. Uh, even our children who got, they got sick. Randy and I have been on Vengeance for months. Neither one of us caught the cold. We didn't get the flu. We didn't get any of this shit. And uh, little known fact, there are no standards in the animal supplement industry. Now, why do we mention that? Because Vengeance can be used on uh, both you and your animals. So check them out vengens.com promo code dilly for 15% off that's promo code dilly for 15% off vengens.com there you go i know i know it was a lot today i had to we're taking care of all of our sponsors going into 2024 and uh i'm impressed vengens listen to me i love your fucking commercial i love your branding pedal down dude we need to talk you and me you and me you and dilly formulate a game pan, game plan here I believe in your product. I think it's phenomenal. Stay aggressive. Stay direct. Don't fucking take your foot off the pedal. That commercial's killer. I love that brand. I think it's just a matter of time. It's All it really is going to take is enough MAGA consumers to figure out, uh, oh my God, this, this shit is incredible. It works. Yeah. Phantom uses Ripcord every day. I think uh, Trev's got some too, right? Trev's use... What, what are you... Trev's trying out... Uh, Trev was saying he uses one too. I don't remember which one Trev uses. I'm telling you, it works incredible. Is it Ripcord you use as well? Yeah, I use all of them, dude. I'm impressed. Yep, I'm impressed. I know, you gotta do your... I wanna take care of the sponsors going at the end of the year. We have an ama amazing group of sponsors. And uh, we're really blessed here at The Dilly Show because not just because we have incredible sponsors, but like, dude, the, the fans benefit. The, fa the fans absolutely benefit. You guys, you make investments into our sponsors, which keeps the show growing. But what you ultimately find out is you're like, damn, this is better than anything else I was using previously. Yeah, Ripcord's the one I'm using right now, you guys. I got actually a bottle of it right here. There's Ripcord right here. I've been using this. And I, I love this brand. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's very cool. And yeah, I'm probably, what, halfway in or something? I don't know if you guys can see that. Let me see. Where am I at? Yeah, I'm probably halfway through this bottle already. I just love it. I'm gonna. I use this in motherboard. Great products. But uh, works really well. Good sponsor. Good sponsors. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this uh, while I was doing the show. There are so many barriers to entry into the Dilly Show. It's not even funny. Nobody does what I do the way I do it. Because it's completely counter, uh, it's completely counterintuitive. It's not the way you would do it if you're trying to grow a massive following. You guys know that, right? Like, I started to do it the other way a long time ago, and then I bailed on it. I was like, I don't like this. What do I mean? It's like this. Shows that grow really quickly placate audiences that are really fickle and they have slow, like really um, fucking short attention spans. 
So the way you, I did it for a little while back in like maybe 2019, I would I would bang out all of the sponsor stuff. And back then I only had a, f- a few sponsors, to be fair. I had like one or two during a show. Now I'm like, what, today's like five, I think, sponsors during the show, which is insane. But one of the things that, uh, you know, I did back then, and, and everyone does this. They're like, wham, here's a sponsor really quick. Just gloss over it. Hope enough people listen to it. And then they're like, their openers are really short. Boom, 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 boom. Everything's like this to get maximum eyeballs to try and draw you in and keep you there. And I do everything the opposite. Because what I find is the people that you attract with that kind of a mentality are fucking stupid. They're not coachable. They're not teachable. They're not fucking, they're not reliable in a war. They're not reliable uh, as as uh, viewers, frankly. Um, and and I realize just how different this show is because I I hold back the actual delivery of what the show is for a really long time. I make you jump through a ton of fucking hoops. Even one time, I even had a guy that was a, a professional producer contact me in 2020, and he's like, "You would actually probably triple your viewership." if you stop playing the MAGA commerce jingle so long and you definitely stop singing along to it. And you know what I did? I fucking, I literally sing with it every single time now. And he was like, yeah, this takes too long. People are going to just, they tune it out and they bail. And he's right, by the way. He's totally right. Um, But I don't care. It's the God honest truth. People, they don't realize what they're really attending. And even like a lot of the material that I do and things that I say, even somebody like the New York Times didn't have the, the discipline nor the, like the, uh, the time to allocate to research me through the show. Even though all of the answers and even all of the scandalous things he could have reported are in the shows themselves. The shows are so long and they, these people are like, well, this is, there's, it takes so long to get to the point that they bail. They're like, this isn't going to teach me shit. And they leave. It's true. That's why, like, I've said enough things controversially over the last year to get canceled fucking 50 times on this broadcast. And the only reason I didn't is because when people go looking for things I've said that are scandalous or controversial, they're not willing to sit through two and a half hour shows every day. They're not willing to sit through 12 hours of content a week or more, 15 hours sometimes a week of content, 14, maybe not, about like 12, 12 to 15, depending on the week. And so they go, I, I can't sit through this. It makes me laugh because they don't understand what they're skipping over. And they don't realize that that's my intent is to literally suffer out the weak people. Like, cause I don't want the, I don't want the modern viewer, dude. Modern viewers tune in. They're like, get to the fucking point. Say what you need to say. Oh my God. Why is there so many commercials? Oh my God. Why is he saying that's so annoying? Like I, I do it all deliberately. It's literally a barrier to entry to get to the goods. And it's all by design. Because what happens is if you do this long enough and you do it, you know, frequently enough, and I do it every single day, maybe 100 or 200 new people every day check out your show and maybe like six every day 
stick around through the whole thing and go, oh my God, what? this is what's hidden inside of this broadcast? And that's all I want. I want those six smart motherfuckers that stuck it out. And the rest of them can fuck off. And, and what you do is you do that over and over. And I've done well over 2,000 shows now. And I just grab those fucking hard-ass people that are like, I know what I'm, I know what's in here. It's hidden. And it works. Because what happens is when I have to activate people like this to fundraise for Trump, activate and get on the street for Trump, show up to rallies for Trump, show up for philanthropic purposes, get on social media and get shit trending. I go like this and everybody understands like, okay, we know what we're doing. We are organized. Nobody understands that. Nobody even understands what I do. Even other influencers never understood what I do. All they know about me are what I tweet and what clips you guys choose to make of me. They have no idea. They don't want to take the time to read my book. Although I will say I was blown away when I found out that Roger Stone read my book and he loved it. I, that, that actually put me on my ass. I was like, whoa. But they don't want to take the time to get to know who I am. And they don't want to actually understand why The Dilly Show is so different than any other show. They, they just want to go, oh, just another podcast. Everybody has a podcast on the internet. And it's like, yep, sure do. It's exactly like everyone else's. Just keep telling yourselves that. So it's an interesting, uh, it's sort of an interesting thing because I realize this is not the way to get famous. This is the way I believe to form an army. An actual online army that, that will, and the thing that makes the Dilly Show different, and even other, other you know, people have said this, you know, Dilly Show people ain't no bots. Our viewership is real. Those are real individuals. And when you're out in public, they will approach you. I have had multiple people who are influencers on Twitter that you guys have interacted with that were like, yo, like I had no fucking clue. Your people show out every time. And I'm like, yes, they do. They show up wearing gear. They show up with fucking energy, high energy. Show out. And it's funny because a lot of these influencers are significantly larger than I am and they can't get anybody to show up. And so it's just fascinating because I'm sitting here and I, I realized I made you guys wait until I don't even know how long into the show before we even got through MAGA Commerce. And I think I just wanted to really take my time with the sponsors. I've been trying to do that this week. Uh, the ones that I've you know had, had on the uh, calendar because I appreciate them. They believe in me and the show. They believe in President Trump and they believe in all of you. They, you know, the, these are all small businesses, man. A lot of them are robbing Peter to pay Paul to make sure that they get in front of you because they want the opportunity to earn your business. So I try to do right by them and I probably go a little too long sometimes, but that's okay. I feel better about supporting myself with sponsors than I do how some of these people have chosen to do it. Now, you know, I'm not knocking this and I actually find it to be very old school and adorable, but there was this big scandal and we're not going to spend a lot of time with it. But essentially while I was on Christmas holiday, the simps were melting down over people using calendars and, uh, you know, and that was a big to-do about it. And whether it was scandalous or becoming of of uh, conservative women. And, and the calendar in question was super benign. I mean, there was nothing. There was nothing there. That thing wouldn't even have warranted being on a wall in a gas station. 
or a fucking auto repair shop. Like it just was, you know, it was whatever. But uh, couldn't help but notice everybody is putting out calendars. Everybody. And and yesterday, uh, we came across this calendar from uh, from one of Team DeSantis' own hypocrites. It was a uh, Jebba Ellis put out a calendar, and uh, I thought. God, she was one of the loudest critics of this until she realized how much money you can generate with a good calendar. And, uh, you know, these are some of Jebba's probably best photos of 2023. She took them and she put them in a calendar for 2024. Um, They're pretty adorable. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, obviously you guys know I'm not a fan of this fucking fat bitch, but, uh, you know, she felt like there's enough people out there that want to see these pictures of her that they'll pay. And so, Jebba put out her calendar. Uh, Magical Trevor actually came across this and was like, Brendan, you got to look at this, man. This is ridiculous. I I don't know how much money she's made so far from the calendar. I know a lot of people really, really were surprised to see her being so honest in these photos. Not a lot of filters for once, uh, which seems to be a major thing with with online people. But uh, not Jebba. Just you got the whole Jebba. Honestly, I think the best... My favorite picture probably out of all this, I think her her uh, November picture for 2024 is really, I mean, just look at this. Actually, even December was a cute, it's a, it's a childhood photo, but God, look at that. That's just full Jebba right there. And uh, just really go, doing the damn thing. And she got her, you know, we, we went ahead and uh, Trev even noticed that uh, they got their new publisher um, for this calendar, which is it's fun. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a really good publisher, a new one. So, <laughs> well done, Magical Trevor. I appreciate you finding this for us. This is uh, it's a really pretty, oh, just Jebba. Just Jebba doing Jebba things. Yeah, just kind of enjoying the calendar life, right? Making tens of dollars, maybe. Just tens of dollars. Yeah, it's, she's doing it, man. She's doing it. It's not easy out here. It's difficult being a trader. And being fat and having no talent. That's like a, God, what a, what a rough go at it. You know what I mean? Like when you don't really have any kind of moral scruples and you're branded as a traitor and you're fat and ugly, I guess we could throw that in there, but you know, fat, like ugly is subjective, but fat is absolutely not in question here, but you're a traitor and you're fat and you also have no talent. That's like, dude, like, what do you do? That's like super difficult. Like, I I don't know. It's just, it's not easy. So, here you go. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, we got a, what do we got going here? I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of stuff I got to show you guys. I mean, this is, some of this stuff today is just absolutely wacky. I mean, what, what in the, some of the things that get made, like one, all right, for example, like this is not, well, I'll, I'll get to this in a minute, actually. I don't want to play it yet. I got a surprise for you, because some of the shit that you see on the internet now, God, you realize the filters that people are using. Holy shit. Nikki Haley, I'm looking at you. Looking at you, Nikki. Holy fuck. Num- Nimrata. <sighs> the filters she's using to cover up what's actually going on are shocking. Shocking. I can't wait to show you guys. It's absolutely jaw-dropping. But uh, right now, well, that's my picture. I tried to get a picture of a deer for you guys here. Look, I tried to get a a deer picture for the meme team. That little motherfucker kept running. Here, look. It was running away. That's 
That's the, the deer's ass as it was running away. You can see it was a good-sized fucking deer. It was like, da-da-da-da-da. And it blended right in with the trees. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Anyway. <laughs> I tried to get a vision. I tried to get it for you guys. It, I was in my car. It was driving. I was like, oh, I slowed down. It was in my neighborhood. But, uh, yeah. Man, some of y'all are really sleeping still, huh? Some of these people are real sleepy. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm not even going to say it. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. There's just the level of fucking... I, I don't even want to say. We'll leave it. I just... I noticed something. There's a comment over here that I'm like... Dude, where have you been for six, seven, eight, nine months? What the fuck are you talking about? But we'll leave it. Just gonna, I'm Dilly's leaving it the fuck alone. I'm not starting no shit. I just looked and I went, are you fucking high? I'm like, okay, you know what? Never mind. Just fucking leave it be, Dilly. Don't be petty. I just looked over and saw it. And I was like, nope, not gonna comment. Nope. Instead, what we're going to do is Dilly in the Wild. <laughs> Dilly in the Wild, Dilly in the Wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the Wild, Dilly in the Wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the Wild, Dilly in the Wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, Dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. People put it stickers on their cars. Relax your rain, it's up my dick and lick my balls. That's right. And it's always a good time when you're finally out with the wife playing a little pool. And you got to finish the uh, your, your game off with a little trick shot. Just to be an asshole. Well done, friend. Well done. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a haul for MAGA Commerce? That's one hell of a haul. Even the doggo's impressed. And uh, since Rod was fixed, is that Red? No, Red was fixed. All I want is old-fashioned pleasure. Does that say pleasure? And that's from a female Labrador named Sydney. <laughs> that's funny. I know, there will be no breeding of the Red. He's, uh, he is now neutered and he's a good boy, but Sydney is very pretty. Uh, also, like all your goodies, that's a hell of a haul. I see Arcana Naturals there. I see Kaylee there. I see fucking, what, Licorice Guy there. Angel Paste. We've got, oh my God, Walk Around Ranch. I've got some, oh my, is that the PetLoversCandle.com back there? That's right. We saw Beard Vet Energy. My goodness, what an absolute fucking haul. Yeah, that's impressive. Randy says that's Red's girlfriend. Yeah, she's a happy dog. Ah, we love the pets. It's good stuff. Oh, my God. Look at someone was super excited. She was like, look what Santa brought me for Christmas. Yeah, that's right. The best of the best sponsors in America on any broadcast anywhere, no matter what. Oh, my God. We got more beautiful Dilly fans excitedly opening their uh, Christmas presents. And discovering they now have Dilly swag. My God. Look at her. She's so excited. She's super excited 
because it's Christmas morning and she got that damn uh, Dilly 300 hoodie that is absolutely the best. It's warm as hell. Fucking super, super warm. Perfect for the holiday season. There you go. It's going to last you. Yeah, it's going to last you too. It's going to last you for a while. What else did we get here, ladies? Oh, snap. Our One of our super Dilly 300 fans. Heather Lynn, she uh, sent in a photo a few days ago, and she also was excited about her gift that she received. And I believe this is a K-Leave Cherish Bundle. <gasps> oh, my God. Impressive. Look at it. She's glowing. She couldn't believe it. She opened her uh, present and was like, <gasps> the Cherish Bundle from K-Leave. Everybody loves K-Leave. It's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Happy, happy times. Yeah, good job, Heather. Enjoy the cherish. Randy smears that stuff from head to toe all over her body. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. What else do we got here? Oh, we got family pictures. We love a good family picture, especially when all members of the family are rocking Dilly swag. That's what's up right there. That's what's up. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a kid's show. Everybody knows that. This is a kid's show, and uh, everybody who tunes in is expected that uh, they're going to, you know, you have to deal with a lot of kid type of uh, content. Also, this super fan was like, yep, got my hoodie. Bro, best hoodie I've ever owned. It's not even close. And I know, I agree. I 100% agree. Yeah, everybody knows it. As soon as you get one, you go, oh, so this is what would happen if everything was American-made. American-grown cotton turned into an American-made hoodie printed in America, delivered by veterans from America, and you figure out that, holy shit, America, when it does it all itself from beginning to end, makes the best products in the world. I'm dead-ass serious. This is what happens. Go ahead. I dare you to own a Dilly hoodie and not see the example of what America, compared to every other hoodie you own. Hell, compared to our previous hoodies that we had to get, because we didn't have an American-made brand. Compare it. Go ahead. Try and compare these hoodies. Fleece lining, super warm, super thick, vibrant colors, af absolutely fucking heavy as shit. They feel like they were made with American ingenuity. And it's because it's American cotton. America does it better. That's all you need to know. America does it better and just needs to do it a little more often, right? In my opinion. That is your Dilly in the Wild. Let me make sure I got all, is that all of them? That's not, oh, that's not Dilly in the Wild. What's this? Oh, wait, oh, I do have one last Dilly in the Wild. Almost fucking missed it. I apologize. This would have been tragic because we have one final Dilly in the Wild and I need to make sure I take care of my very good friend because it's a very important day for he and his lovely bride. That's right. It's their anniversary. And uh, this is lovely uh, wife, Terry. Her husband sent this over. They have been together 11 years today. And uh, she likes to watch the show um, on replay. Because she's usually in the kitchen when she watches the show. And uh, it's her anniversary, and that's her wonderful husband, who is a hardcore Dilly 300 member. And uh, I wanted to make sure that Terry gets her shout-out. You are beautiful. 
I am so happy that you are enjoying uh, your matrimony. Your husband adores you. He loves this show, but he loves you even more. And uh, happy anniversary, honey. It's uh, 11 years today, and uh, I have no doubt you're going to enjoy it. I'm sure you guys will have some plans this weekend. And you need to make sure you take care of your wonderful husband tonight. Because he adores you. There you go. Happy anniversary. Yeah, there. See, laid it on there pretty thick for you, bud. I got you, dude. I got you. I know. Yep, that's what I do. That's what I, it's like you're McLovin. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah, we got to guide McLovin's cock. Yeah, to try to help him. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he's been, been a great guy this year. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he, he insisted that Terry would be, would be shocked that she's in Dilly in the Wild. Because she always teases him whenever he's in Dilly in the Wild. So I thought that was adorable. It's adorable, right? Yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> Man, there's nothing better than when I do my job correctly. And some dude writes me. He's like, bro, thank you. Like, you have no idea. I'm like, oh, I have an idea. I knew exactly what I was doing, friend. Yeah, you just lay it on there. Yeah, you lay it on there nice and thick. Just the way ladies like it. Ugh. Ugh. So they tried to cancel me, tried to slander me the last couple of weeks. I ignored them. And all it did was it, uh, it, it it's essentially removed a lot of weaklings from following me. There's a lot of people that, oh, my God, oh, you guys attack kids. You attack this, that. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Oh, you're promoting gang rape. <laughs> people want a virtue signal about what they think is out of bounds. Why they do it from some fucking shithole. Like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, thank God we now have your opinion from the fucking peanut gallery. Thank, thank God we all know what a totally fucking inordinary, fucking unexciting, fucking boring, unsuccessful person thinks of our memes. Thank God. That's what they tried. They tried even average nobodies virtue signaled about what we do. I don't want to be a motherfucker, but I'll be a motherfucker. Like, if you aren't going, you better fucking exceed me somewhere in order to be that much of a fucking critic. I'm dead ass serious. You better be, you better have more money, more success, more love, more fame, more accomplishments than me, or at least in one of these facets. If I made more money since November 15th than you made all last year, you should shut the fuck up. If I had more impact in the last three weeks than you've had in your entire life, you should shut the fuck up. There's a lot of people with nothing who want to be critical of those with something who have accomplished and achieved. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, I'm not even feel bad about it, dude. It's like, hey, you should shut the fuck up. Just stay in your lane. Go do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. My team is going to do what we do. And I don't really give a fuck if you're talking about us and you don't like what we're doing. I'm serious. Got a lot of these people that they want to come on social media and virtue signal about how they would do something if they had any fucking talent, but you don't. And so instead, you just talk about people with talent and try to tell them what you would do. You can't do what I do. You can't even carry my jockstrap. Never could, never will, ever. There's levels to this game and you're not on mine. Whole bunch of these bitches. Fucking complaining. One of them I had to block. Crazy ass fucking broad. I still don't know who she was. She started attacking me out of the blue. Never fucking knew her. Never understood what she was about. But what they did, and they don't, they'll never understand this either. 
I don't want weak people following me, fans of me, supporting me. I don't want to be in business with them. I don't fuck with people like this. So whenever you attack me and you're able to siphon off some of the dumbest, weakest motherfuckers who are in my sphere, you're doing me a favor. You're doing me a favor. I watched all these fucking people making videos about me and the meme team and talking shit, a bunch of DeSantards running their fucking yaps, super triggered about our methods. Who gives a fuck what you think? You don't even have a method. Your method is sit on your fucking ass and wait for somebody to fucking give you orders on what to do. Whole bunch of these people. I saw all of it. I see all of it. Dismiss it. Might have a situation. Might have a situation. Where's Randy? Either we need Randy or one of the kids to come down here. Is Randy not home? Am I alone? Did they leave me alone again? I think they did. <laughs> Are you not home, Randy? Shout out to Scurvy who says uh, they followed me because of the shitstorm they were trying to brew. You're at the store, Randy? All right, here's what we'll do. Because I need to investigate, and I'm home alone, and I can't ignore what I'm hearing, here's what we'll do. I'm going to play that meme that we opened the show with because it was so fucking good. And while you're watching that meme, I'm going to investigate for about 10 seconds on what the hell it is I'm hearing. And I'll be right back. <laughs> what the fuck? And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the First Lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon and mean it. So God gave us Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips and yet stop. So God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack. A man who cares for the flock, 
a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country. Somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. There you go. Shout out to Bad Karma, Lauren Eve, and MAGA Devil Dog. Amazing job on that meme. Okay, I went and investigated. I'm hella perplexed right now, by the way. Randy text messaged me. Oh, this must have been from before. Uh, Randy, so... Uh, <laughs> the reason I got up and left, you guys... Dude, the fucking cat was meowing. Like, he doesn't really do that. So I was like, yo, where is the cat? Like, he was like, meow, meow. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, where is the cat? Like, cat doesn't do that. He, he's usually, during my show, he likes to sit and, in, in, you know, sleep in a spot in front of the window. The fucking cat was meowing. So I go out to investigate, and he comes running down the steps, and he's, like, looking at me. And I'm like, okay. So I have to go talk to my lazy teenager who's above me. I'm like, the fuck, man? The cat's out here fucking meowing. I can. He was trying to get in your room. He was sitting at her door like this. Just doing this against the door. Meow. Because he, he wanted to be pet. So he was just like fucking meow, meow. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? You asshole. I'm doing a show. Like, dog's hanging out with the other kid. Fucking cat sitting outside the door like, hey, somebody fucking pet me. He would have come in here if I'd have left the door open. Yeah, you believe that shit? But I was like, I kept hearing meow. I'm like, dude, is he locked outside or something? Yeah, we're good. Cat's fine. Yeah, fucking cat's fine. <laughs> Randy says we need a studio outside the house. Probably. It would we'd lose a lot of charm at that point, though. Yeah, you know what I need to do? I think I'm gonna get like a fucking badass studio. We'll build it into American late night. You know, it'll be part of this the the place. And then what I'll do is I'm gonna get a fucking uh, I may get like a big ass G Wagon. And I'll just leave the back down. And what I'll do is I'll take Bob uh, to the fucking studio with me every day. I'll just load Bob right into the back of the G-Wagon. Show up fucking. Bring Sir Bob because he's a fucking. He's a, he's a damn movie star anyway. Yeah, so I'll just show up and fucking Sir Bob will just come. He'll jump out, bring him in studio. I like to have pets around, dude. Even though they're disruptive, they help remove stress. Like, I believe that fundamentally. Like, I love animals. So I just, like, got my fucking dogs. I got my cat. I'm like, dude. And they're all a pain in the ass. It's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. They're all a fucking pain in the ass. But I just love animals. I love fucking petting them. I like to relax them. Right? I just, like, chill. Yeah, you know what? Red can be a studio dog. He's an art studio dog. Different kind of dog. Yeah. Build a little dog run in the back for him. <laughs> yeah. I, lo I love Red. Red's a good boy. But... Hey, he's, he's a uh, art studio dog. Yeah. 
All right, uh, we got a lot more show. We haven't even really like got into it yet. I've just been talking shit, having a little fun. Having a little fun, clearing some air. You know what I'm saying? Clearing some air. I just, I, I looked at what was going on around here and, you know, part of me, I think you get hurt. I think you get hurt because you try to do the right things and, and, and people shove it back in your face. And I think that sucks. And it's happened to me over and over throughout my career. And it's okay. I, and I don't think it makes people evil. I think it just makes them flawed just like me. So that's kind of, I woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm over, I'm over the anger about it. Just like, come on. You know, a lot of that, there's a lot of that shit going on. There's people that don't know you that want to define you as something. And then there's people that know you really well that, that, uh, for whatever reason, go a different direction. So it's, you get a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Anyway, I got a lot more show. Uh, we still need to talk about president Trump in Maine, and then we need to discuss the effects of what these people have done in 2023, what Meatball DeSantis did in 2023, what Team Trump, the man, the myth, the legend Donald Trump did in 2023, and what the Dilly Meme team did in 2023. But first, let's take care of a little bit of MAGA Commerce. Thought I had a commercial here, but I don't. It's just, it's just Stronger Fitness. LLC.com. The meme team relies on Lori. She is who takes care of my memers when they're down for the count. She is wonderful. She does a phenomenal job taking care of them. And guess what? Right now, all of the sleeping products are 15% off. You don't even have to go and enter a promo code right now. This amazing patriot from StrongerFitnessLLC.com, who's been with The Dilly Show for years, handcrafts and makes all of these incredible Stronger Fitness items. She does it all herself. She makes them. She blends them for you by hand. You can even, you can even contact her for a small fee and have her make uh, supplements just for you based on your blood work from your doctor. I mean, literally, an incredible, incredible lady. Uh, and that's like custom health uh, support. I mean, think about that. Wrap your mind around that. You just invest in it in 2024. You're going to invest in it. You say, you know what? I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to hire Lori. I'm going to have her take a look at my blood work. I'm going to pay her for her time and expertise. And then she's going to manufacture my own custom supplements like I'm a big fucking deal, because you are, and they'll be specific to my blood and my body. Amazing, right? But then you find out, hey, you know what? I'm not ready to make the full dive. I can't do that yet. Let me try out some of her products. Why not try out something that's going to help you feel like a million bucks when you wake up in the morning? That's right. These are her sleep products at StrongerFitnessLLC.com. Did you know Stronger Fitness is having a flash sale on this? It's very... It's very temporary. That's why it's called a flash sale. All you got to do is go to StrongerFitnessLLC.com. Load the fuck up on all the sleep products. 
and then uh, enjoy the benefits of a good, peaceful night's rest. Promo code DILLY10 for 10% off everything except bundles. StrongerFitnessLLC.com. Oh my God. This is a fun one. What in the world is going on here? Seaofmud.com. First and foremost, I'm, I actually want to show you guys. I'm wearing a Sea of Mud shirt. It's one of my favorites they make. See that? That's President Trump's signature. What's it say? The heartbeat of America. Donnie J. Trump. Boom. I love this shirt. I wear it as frequently as I can. And uh, there's something big going on over at cmbud.com. What in the hell is happening? This is, uh, this is amazing. Okay, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the company. Based on the proud history and spirit of Texas, Sea of Mud is your one-stop shop for American culture. And their threads make a statement as bold as the American spirit. Firefighter owned and operated, American made with locally sourced manufacturing. You can now join the New Year giveaway for your chance to win awesome prizes. Ooh. By purchasing our quality American made merch, you will get chances to win even more cool stuff. Every dollar spent at Sea of Mud will get an entry into the giveaway. Huge first place prize, which is a custom Arctic cooler. Bottle of Redneck Riviera Whiskey autographed by John Rich. Sweatshirt, t-shirt, and a $200 gift card. My God. And guess what I have to show you? I've got one of those items right here. It is. It's right here. It's a giant fucking Arctic cooler. And it says Sea of Mud. And it's, uh, this is the nicest cooler I now own. I, re I received this a few days ago. And I didn't realize he was doing a giveaway. And uh, this is a very expensive and fancy schmancy cooler. It's very nice. And uh, it's now mine. So you can win one, though. And you won't just get the cooler. You're going to get something else. It's even cooler than just the cooler, which is a bottle of Redneck Riviera whiskey that's autographed by John Rich, along with a shirt, a sweatshirt, and $200 gift card towards more apparel. Well, that's fucking cool. Second and third place winners get a cooler plus other goodies, including merch and a book, which is a Patriots History of the United States by Larry Schweikert. Schweikert. And you can enter now, uh, and it runs until January 6th. Promo code DILLY for 10% off all seaofmud.com apparel. Promo code DILLY for 10% off seaofmud.com apparel. Don't forget, every dollar is an entry into this incredible Giveaway, seaofmud.com. And without any further ado, Randy's booty. Let's get ready to rumble! The best is yet to come. Ha <laughs> Everybody loves a good giveaway, right? It's fucking awesome. It's a good giveaway. It's right there. It's right there. Also, shout out to my friend, Kenny Lee and his wife. We love you guys. They're under, they've got a touch of the bug. Guess somebody should load it up on his vengeance, my friend. Poor Kenny and his wife have been sick in bed since at least yesterday. Not feeling well, which sucks ass. So, uh, Kenny, I hope you're watching right now and I hope you feel better. What's happening here? Um, oh yeah, okay. Should I grab this? Is this real? Should I, is this real? Hmm? 
Huh? Oh, Mike, you got to update your uh, viewership on Rumble. He took a screenshot earlier. It was at 1,400. Bro, we're sitting at 2,340 right now. 2,340 right now, my friend. Crushing it. He was comparing it to DeSantis, who has 500. Yeah, we're, we're up to 24. Yeah, that's that's an old. You should have waited until about 30 minutes into the show. Are you kidding me? So we've got this lady. So we, I guess we could talk about this. What do you think? Let's talk about it. I'm saving it right now. I'll upload it. It is breaking news. Thank you, Phantom Shadow. So here we go. I'll just upload it. You guys can see what I'm talking about. I think that's worthy. That's a worthy discussion. We're heading there anyway right now. We're talking about Maine and the removal of Donald J. Trump. Looks like Posobiec's got some receipts. So we'll talk about that here in a second. So first and foremost, let's start here. Let's start with, uh, hang on. Got to move some stuff around here. Yeah, you know how it goes. All right. <clears throat> so first we got this announcement. We'll do it in order, okay? First, the announcement came yesterday, mid-morning, that President Trump would actually remain on the Colorado 2024 ballot unless the Supreme Court ruled otherwise. Okay, so this is how it kind of started yesterday. It started with this, which was Trump is going to be on the ballot in, in Colorado unless the Supreme Court removes him, which is highly, highly unlikely, okay? So this is not... This is not something that was more than likely going to happen. But anyway, they announced it and everybody celebrated, right? And within hours, within hours of the Colorado Secretary of State affirming that Trump would remain on the ballot short of the Supreme Court removing him, we got this news out of Maine, which barred Trump from the ballot as the Supreme Court weighs state authority to block the former president. And so now we have this unilateral decision made by a dirty whore from Maine who uh, has been sucking at the penis of corrupt Democrats for at least a decade. State Rep. John Andrews is moving to impeach Maine Secretary of State Shenna Bellows. And these are pictures of her with Joe Biden, Barack Hussein Obama. She's also a former AC ACLU lawyer uh, for Maine. I mean, this lady is literally woke cunt personified. It was such an egregious decision that even Democrats in the state of Maine immediately released uh, statements such as this one from uh, Congressman Jared Golden, a Democrat. I voted to impeach Donald Trump for his role in the January 6th insurrection. I do not believe he should be reelected as president of the United States. However, we are a state, a nation of laws. Therefore, until he is actually found guilty of the crime of insurrection, he should be allowed on the ballot. Correct. Donald Trump's not even charged with insurrection by anybody right now. He's not fighting an insurrection case. And this is an egregious attempt at interfering with the uh, presidential elections. And uh, it was all as a result of this dirty, dirty bitch from Maine. Okay, so what does this mean uh, in, in the, the, I guess, the larger scope of things? Well, it means a lot of things. Number one, it means this fucking woman... Uh, is trying to explain herself on why she did it. And uh, here you go. Very detailed decision. Uh, we lay out 
uh, why under Maine law, the Secretary of State has the authority, indeed the obligation, I'm duty bound to make this determination. Uh, we also, I rather um, laid out that the record demonstrates that in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, uh, were an insurrection. Uh, in the meaning of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And finally, uh, in reviewing the facts presented, the evidence, uh, the law, the history, um, we determined uh, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection and therefore was disqualified. Now, I, I, I have to say, not only is this an incredibly important decision, but it's a very brave decision. Uh, the Trump campaign has, has already come out attacking you. Uh, they have said that you are a, a virulent leftist and a hyper-partisan Biden-supporting Democrat. First and foremost, it's important to know, my oath to the Constitution, my obligations to the Constitution and rule of law come before any other consideration. No other factors could weigh on that decision and did not. I'm duty-bound to both hold a hearing and make a ruling. And under the law, there's a very compressed timeline uh, in evaluating this. I came to the conclusion that I could not, unfortunately or fortunately, wait for the United States Supreme Court to make a decision. Yeah, that's enough of that. So there you go. So bottom line is a man who was never convicted of insurrection was just removed illegally from a ballot in the state of Maine because the cunt that's the Secretary of State decided that she, she decided that what he did on January 6th by holding a rally and calling for people to peacefully and patriotically protest qualified as an insurrection. She unilaterally, without any judge convicting, any jury convicting, without Congress convicting, decided, you know what, that was an insurrection based on what I interpreted it as, and therefore I'm removing him from the ballot in Maine. And now we have breaking news, courtesy of Jack Posobiec, who looks like he dug this thing up. And uh, let's see exactly what we got here. Phantom Shadow brought this to my attention. Thank you, Phantom. Let's rock and roll. And uh, Secretary Bellows, I'd love to hear about your thoughts on like our biggest threats facing uh, our democracy at this point in time. Well, what Secretary Griswold just said and named is something that was unimaginable two years ago or 10 years ago, and that is election sabotage. It is a crystal clear example of what's happening all across the country. So we need to organize to make sure we have better leaders in positions of power to fight back against that. Uh, Secretary Benson talked about uh, voter suppression and that's something that when we started our careers at the ACLU and Southern Poverty Law Center, fighting back about systematic, structural voter oppression, targeting specifically black and brown voters. It's rooted in white supremacy. That is something we have to continue to do work on. And Secretary Merrill talked about the For the People Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. We must have federal standards all across the country. And then finally, just to echo my colleagues, this is rooted in a deliberate and organized campaign to discourage people from participating in our democracy. It is an attack on our very democracy itself because when everyone participates, everything that we care about, social justice, climate justice, economic justice, we win. And those on the other side 
are trying to discourage people from participating. That's what this really is about. We have to fight back to protect our democracy, to protect everything. That's such a good point. Completely unhinged white cunts. This is literally everything that's wrong with America. If you just dealt with liberal white cunts, you would see this country improve fucking about a thousand percent. This bitch just lied through her ass. Donald Trump is polling stronger with blacks and Hispanics than he ever has and than any Republican has in 40 fucking years. She's lying out of her ass. This is what this is what liberal cunts tell themselves to try and do illegal shit. These whores don't even understand, I don't think, the full scope of their depravity. They've been plotting and planning this for years. These dirty bitches, these fucking, she, she's not even an elected representative, by the way. The people of Maine didn't vote her into office. She was installed by the state legislature there uh, when there was a vacancy. So this woman didn't even win an election to take, uh, take on the, the needs of the citizens of Maine. You got to call what it is. You got to call it what it is these days. You don't like my language. You don't like the shit that I have to say about some of these people, but I don't know what to tell you. Being politically correct has got you properly ass-fucked the last decade and a half. Being politically correct is why Joe Biden is on vacation right now while your country is being invaded. We can't say the truth. Look at this fucking image. Look at all these bitches. What do they all have in common? White liberal cunts. They're all around the same fucking age too. A bunch of childless fucking cat ladies who all have the same communist fucking tenets. They're all the same. Look at them. They're carbon copies of one another. Same fucked up haircuts, same fucked up glasses, same fucked up life. Huffing too much kitty litter. Not enough dick. This is what happens. This is what happens when you embolden people like this. They're fucking deranged. You've hated people like this your entire fucking life. You hated them in school when they tattletailed on you. You hated them on the fucking neighborhood block when your mom insisted you, you fucking don't. Don't leave anybody out. She just wants to spend time. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. But my, me and my entire crew have figured out that she's a fucking bitch that causes nothing but drama. We're not hanging out with her because she's awful. Well, that's not. No, mom. No. She should be fucking shunned. She shouldn't be elevated and fucking forced upon us because we don't want to be mean. Fuck her. She's weird. Remember those days? You and seven of your good friends were forced to tolerate some fucking weird ass socially fucking inept bitch because your mom or dad or your fucking grandparents or maybe it was her parents complained. It wasn't even that you were picking on her. You just didn't want to fuck with her. Remember that? I didn't want to fuck with her. I'm not trying to talk to her. We're not picking on her. I'm not picking on her, mom. I just don't want this fucking bitch hanging out with us. She's a problem. She's weird. She's fucking weird and kind of mean. Remember these people? 
I tell my kids, I'm like, you don't need to fucking play with them. Just ignore them. Oh, that's mean, Dilly. Fuck that. Normalize your fucking kid. Not my fault your fucking kid doesn't got social fucking graces. Especially if they're mean. It's one thing if you're, if you're weird and kind. I'm all for that. I had a ton of weird, kind friends. But I don't fuck with weird, aggressive, passive-aggressive, mean people. And we all had to deal with these motherfuckers. Now look at them. A bunch of these fucking dorks that you shunned and didn't want to fucking play hopscotch with are now destroying your country. These aren't qualified. Not one of these bitches should have a fucking job or be sitting at a desk that's worth more than $300. Not one of them. Everybody thinks the solution in this country is so complicated. No, it's not. Get superficial again. I'm not joking. Elevate people of success and and beauty to, to fucking positions of prominence. It's not complicated. Elevate attractive, successful, wealthy, innovative, smart people. Talented people. It's simple. It's capitalism. You shouldn't be taking fashion advice from ugly people, right? Well, you shouldn't be taking financial advice from broke motherfuckers. And you sure as fuck shouldn't be taking leadership advice from people who don't even have a fucking family, friends, or anything other than a fucking gaggle of cats. This ain't complicated. Get back to elevating people that we admire. Get back to admiring success. Admiring people who have shit you want. It's okay. It's okay to aspire to something. It's okay to have success and show it to people and show them what's possible. It's one of the most healthy things that any society could do is elevate the fucking pursuit of a higher standard of living, a higher way of living. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's something that I fundamentally changed a few years ago. Even I didn't know how to handle accruing success early in my career. I didn't want to talk about it. I was afraid to tell my audience. I'm like, how do I tell people that I, I'm doing well now? Like, is it okay to even do that? Is it rude? Is it in bad taste? Eventually, I realized, I'm like, dude, every time when I was younger and I would see people succeeding, I was inspired. I wasn't bitter. I was like, fuck yeah, that guy's getting it. Thought about the things I love about Donald Trump. I love that he's got a supermodel wife. I love that all of his children are gorgeous and smart and accomplished. I love that he shits into a golden toilet. I love that he's owned everything he's ever fucking desired. I love that his house is on the ocean. I love that he dresses like a fucking million bucks every single time he steps out of the house. I love his lifestyle. I love that he shares it with us. I'm glad that I've got to go and see it myself. I'm so thankful and feel so blessed that I've got to walk his property three different fucking times so that I could observe the way he lives and the way he decorates and the way he manages his home and his businesses. You should show off. You should let people know what you can accomplish. You should be fucking envious of other people, but you shouldn't stay that way. You should let it fuel you. You should let it inspire you to your own personal greatness. That's why I show off my wife and I show off my life and my friends and my car and all the other shit I've accomplished. I talk about it and I elevate it and I fucking flash on people because you know what? This is still the United States of America. 
And it should still be a place where it's the land of opportunity, where you don't simply settle for mediocrity with an average shitty marriage and an average shitty wage. That's not what America was built on. America was built on the pursuit of dreams. It was the American fucking dream. Whatever that is for you, I'm not going to define it for you. But for me, the American dream included a smoking hot wife, tons of fucking cash, self-employment so nobody could tell me what to do, and some fucking fame so I could help people. That's what it included for me. And that's why I talk about it. And that's why you should talk about it. If you've succeeded, you should talk about it. And you should be willing to tell people how you did it. Should let them get over their fucking insecurities. I'm not why you're broke. I'm not why your wife is fat and ugly. I'm not why your husband is a fucking lazy piece of shit that doesn't take you out, okay? I didn't do that to you. My fucking success didn't make you fatter. And my success didn't make your husband more fucking lazy, okay? I didn't do that. So I should be able to talk about my life and you should be able to talk about your life without feeling embarrassed that you might somehow make some fucking weirdo feel bad about themselves. Because guess what? You did it the opposite way and now you got fucking five or six cat ladies in different states destroying your country. Ton of you motherfuckers elevated these idiots because you were afraid to hurt feelings. Can you fucking imagine... Can you imagine ugly, weird, broke people telling you how to live, trying to pontificate to you about what decisions you should make? Fuck that. Show me your balance sheet. Show me your wife. Show me what you drive. Why the fuck should I listen to you? What's your bench press? What's your fucking, what's your 401k look like? What's your investment look like? You don't got any of that shit? What do you got? You ain't got a fucking thing. You got an account on social media. That's what you got. We need to get back to fucking, this country needs to get back to prioritizing the voices of those who have actually done, not those that have done nothing, those who don't have shit, and those who can't figure out how to fucking succeed. You can, you're going to talk to me about my wife, and your wife literally, literally is 300 fucking pounds. Are you serious? I got people telling me, oh, you shouldn't be showing off your wife. Meanwhile, dude hasn't got a fucking header from his wife in a decade. Can you imagine taking marriage advice from somebody that can't get his dick sucked in 10 years? Why? Why would anybody listen to you? You managed to stay married and miserable. That's not an accomplishment. Just means you and your wife both realized that you're fucking useless and nobody else in society was going to want either of you. You got to come back to center, man. You got to remember what your country was built on. It was built on the pursuit of a dream. Whatever that dream may be. Now, if you like going hogging, then God bless you. But not everybody does. I get all kinds of shit like this. I get all kinds of fucking average to below average losers that want to critique the shit that I'm doing and they wonder why I treat them so poorly. I block fucking fans every single day. I don't care. You don't, it's not a right to be a fan of mine. You can fuck off. I don't care. You're too stupid. Oh, you're, you're, in, you're somehow insulted by my success and willingness to talk about it. Fuck you. Fuck you, brokey. Get off my dick. Goodbye. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't make you that way. I was poor as fuck seven, eight years ago. I'm not poor anymore. I had to work my fucking balls off to get where I'm at. Got a bunch of fucking lonely whores with no money judging my fucking decisions in my life. Why? Why are you judging anything? Shut the fuck up. Get a husband, loser. Get a fucking savings account. You don't have shit. I got all these fucking people sliding in my mentions, talking shit, DMs, talking shit. 
None of you should listen to them. You should pursue people with knowledge, acute specialized knowledge in fucking anything other than what, than fucking jobs. Other than having nothing. I got people that pontificate and they got nothing to show for their lives. Like, fuck, are you kidding me? I wouldn't even, listen, you shouldn't even listen to me if all of a sudden my wife walks out and all my money fucking goes away, my kids abandon me. Why would you listen to me? Why would you listen to me at that point? You wouldn't. You listen to me because you watched me go from fucking nothing in the corner of my bedroom fighting two separate custody cases to something five years later with a smoking hot wife with fucking pictures all over the place with Donald Trump hanging out with custody of all my fucking kids. That's why you listen to me, because you watched me do it. But you wouldn't listen to me if I went the opposite direction. Why would you? I wouldn't fucking speak if I started sliding the other way. Because it would mean I don't know shit. It would mean that I sabotaged my life and I started making huge mistakes. Yeah, one person says they listen to me because they, they read a book that I wrote that helped them a lot. I did something. I made something. I produced something. I wrote a fucking book that impacted your life in a positive way. Hell of a justification. Everybody asks me, do you watch this show? No, why? Why would I? Who the fuck is that? What have they done? Well, they've got a show. Okay, okay, great. Do they have a book with their philosophies in life? No. Have they done anything regarding the election? No. What the fuck do you listen to them for? You only have so much time, dude. You have this much. You have this much in a given day. One of the things I fully fucking comprehend is that this show is long and you are busy as fuck. You don't have time for nonsense. You don't have any fucking time for bullshit. You don't have time to be spoon-fed information from fucking idiots that have actually not accomplished shit. You should just discard those people. You should start telling people to shut the fuck up when they offer you unsolicited advice. You got an ugly fat person telling you how to get a date? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Brad. Shut up. I'd never want what you have in life. Never tell me what I should be doing again. Ever. Don't speak to me. I don't give a fuck. You can't even implement what you're talking about. Shut up. That goes for all of them. You got people that wake up every day and fucking tell you how to win your country back who can't even fix their own lives. Can you fucking imagine the audacity of not being able to fucking pay your own goddamn bills, not be able to manage your own fucking life, not be able to fucking put together something that even resembles semi-success and you have the balls to wake up and tell people what they need to do to take back their country? Shut the fuck up. You have no humility. You have no understanding. And you know what? I don't even blame that fucking, the people that do that because it's you that listen to them. None of you should listen to them. Start muting and blocking these motherfuckers. Start vetting them. Hey, what gives you authority? the fuck have you done in your life i'm sorry where can i pick up your book where can i pick up anything you've accomplished this is the problem in america right now we stopped having a hierarchy of capitalism in this country and they did it with information so what they did was they socialized fucking opinions and information you know what it did it made all you really fucking stupid i do this in public you guys think this is just an internet thing You guys would love to be around me in person. I'll identify who's the big swinging dick in a crowd. And I'm like, okay, does this person have more of what I want than I have? 
And if so, I will approach them, I will converse with them, and I'll shut the fuck up. Do you want to know why? Because I'm trying to learn from them. I'm quiet around successful people. I talk a lot ar around fucked up people. Want to know why? Because in that circumstance, you need to learn from me. But if it's the reverse, I shut the fuck up because I need to learn from them. Nobody does this. I don't know why. The, some of the loudest people at parties are the ones with the least amount of success, the ugliest fucking wives. Shut the fuck up. Why are you talking? Why are you talking? Why are you holding court? I want to hear from the guy that has like innate talent or innate success or innate stories and interesting things. I don't want to fucking hear from you. You think you're on Facebook right now and no one gives a shit here. Here is real life and in real life, you're not shit. But guess what? If somebody's not shit in real life, you shouldn't listen to them on the internet. You should just start doing this. Be a motherfucker. Start demanding photos of your favorite influencer's vehicle. You know what? I'd like to consider your opinions. You sound pretty smart. Can you post a picture of the inside of your vehicle, please? I'd just like to see what I'm dealing with here. I'd just like to see what I'm dealing with here. Before I take your advice to me seriously, I would like to see exactly what it is you've accomplished so that I can understand whether or not I want to listen to your fucking ass. Why not? Why not? Someone tries to offer you marriage and dating advice. You know what? That's a really good point. Can I see your husband? I'd like to see your husband. Oh, you don't have a husband. How about your boyfriend? How about your most steady, recent love? Oh, you don't have one of those. Oh, okay. So me, who might be struggling with something out in the dating world, is going to take advice from you who actually doesn't have a fucking thing to show for it. Is that what this is, is how it works? When you go to the gym, do you approach the fucking biggest, most heaviest, out of shape human and say, hey, I'd like to know your workout routine? Would you ever do that? Do you like to walk into a hair salon and ask them for fucking advice on how to fix your uh, transmission? Oh, you don't do that either. So it's, it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense to walk into the fucking hair salon and ask the girl who's doing eyebrows what's going on with your fucking uh, transmission, right? It would be weird and stupid as fuck of you to do, yes? Heavyset people, when you go to the gym, do you migrate towards other heavyset people and go, hey, what are you doing today to work out? I'd like to follow your routine. No, you go find some attractive fit motherfucker and go, oh my God, I remember you were a lot bigger a few months ago. What are you doing? I would like to know what you're doing. Yet on the internet, retards get up every day and fucking tell other people what to think. Why? Why? This is how you end up with a bunch of woke secretary of states. This is how you embolden stupid, ugly failures. This country's fucked up because a bunch of really dumb people, a bunch of really fucking ugly failures of humanity are trying to dictate the way you should live your life. 
if you want to know the honest to God reason the country's fucked up, it's because people who have never actually achieved anything, people who are not good parents, people who are not good husbands and wives, people who are not good Americans or good Christians or whatever the fuck are trying to tell you and legally change laws to alter your society. You're being dictated to by failures. And that's why your country looks the way it does. Because the fucking winners aren't in charge anymore. Because you allowed stupid motherfuckers a seat at the table. One of the things that me and my wife used to have a little bit of conflict over was I used to tell my sons, don't speak at the dinner table. They'd get talking. I don't want to hear from you. Why are you talking? I got two daughters that are older than both of you. You're the youngest on the totem pole. I'm sitting here. Mom's sitting here. What was I trying to teach them? Once Randy understood what I was trying to teach, she didn't fight back on it anymore. She understood. Randy said, Brendan, why are you? I go, honey, we're at a table with other adults and other young people. Why are the the youngest people at this table doing the most talking? Uh Uh-uh. I'm trying to teach them social graces. You're low on the totem pole. You're the youngest. You shouldn't be heard in this setting. When the other people get up and leave from the table, or if I call upon you, then you will give me your feedback on what you think or how your day is. But it's mean, right? It's mean to teach people about a pecking order. It's mean to teach them they have to earn being heard. I wanted them to understand you're not the smartest person in every room you walk into. You're not the most accomplished. Be quiet. You will earn that point in your life. There will be a point in your life that you earn the right to tell the stories, to speak first, to talk about your day. Doing it at seven years old ain't it. And more importantly, it's not even about my own table. My wife loves their manners, but that's not about their own table. It's about other people's tables. It's about other people's tables. I want my children to sit down with other families and not fucking speak until they have been invited to a conversation to speak. I want them to have social graces. I want them to understand I need to earn some shit before people start taking my opinion seriously. One of the favorite things I have about my kids is they all ask a ton of questions. I can live with questions. I like questions. Questions show interest. Questions also also show humility. Asking why something is the way it is. How does this work? Can you tell me more? My kids are constantly pumping me for information about everything in life. My oldest 18-year-old, who I'm so proud of, all she wants to know, how does this work? Who's this? How does this work in politics? How does this work in business? How did you generate this much money? How did you do that? How did you do this? Nonstop, all she has is questions. She very rarely gives me opinions. Look at the state of our, look, the country, what we're doing here is about taking back America, but it's also about taking back the culture. This is where I look at the culture in its most severely broken points. You have failures who call themselves influencers 
dictating thought in this country. And it's not the failure's fault. It's the average person who gives them clicks and views. You've emboldened terrible people into positions that they're not qualified to hold. And that's how you end up with women like that from Maine. Disgusting. Absolutely fucking disgusting. Do you want to know why all of this is happening, by the way, beyond culture? Why the urgency from Democrats? I'm going to tell you why. Because Donald John Trump is absolutely crushing Joe Biden in all internal polling. Donald John Trump is winning so big over Joe Biden in swing states that they actually know they can't rig the elections on election night. They are rolling out the rigging of the 24 election now because if they wait until November 3rd, 2024, they're going to lose the fucking presidency by 20 points. And they know it. Just like we knew it with Ron DeSantis last year. So first of all, who's going to be the Republican nominee, presumably against Joe Biden at the start of 2023? This seemed like a very uh, up in the air question. You can see the trend line for the candidates. And remember, at the start of 23, Republicans were coming off a pretty rough midterm. Candidates who'd been closely aligned with Donald Trump had lost key races in 2022. At the start of 23, Ron DeSantis was running pretty close in the poll average to Donald Trump. And then look what happened. It just exploded here for Trump and went the other way for DeSantis. What happened right around here in the calendar. That was when the first indictment of Trump came down, the one from the Manhattan District Attorney. It almost seems to have triggered a rally around Trump effect among Republicans, and that's just held all year through all the legal drama and everything else that's happened. And here we are at the end of the year, and in the average, Trump just, you know, lengths, open lengths ahead of Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Ramaswamy, and Christie too, for that matter. Smoked. Smoked meatball. Smoked. Absolutely smoked. Did he just draw a dick? Did he just draw a penis on there? Is that a penis? Did he? I just looked up and there's a penis on my screen. What the fuck? Did he just draw a dick graph? It's a wiener. I was trying to focus on something. And I look up. I literally, I, I glance down. I'm looking at some other shit. I look up fucking dick graph. Trying to do a job here. Like this, this is extremely distracting. Like I get what he's saying. You know, President Trump opened up a nice girthy lead. A long, girthy lead, right? It's a long, girthy lead, right? With a robust fucking tip. I get it. I appreciate that. But I feel like there's a better way of expressing this. It's slightly inappropriate. Not like all the way inappropriate, but just like a little bit. You know what I mean? It's a little bit inappropriate. Wiener. 
fucking rude. Do I have a meme to go with this wiener? Hold on, let me let me look around for like a like a wiener meme. Hold on, <laughs> I probably don't. I don't think anybody just makes those on here. Let's see what I got here. Um, here we'll do this. This is for the lady from Maine. Here, it's from California. He's ultra talented. I can. I am so mindful, and I said this in my description. Fucking killed it. California busting out a Bowie track in like fucking two hours. Unbelievable. Again, I am so mindful, and I, I said this in my decision, uh, that it is unprecedented. No secretary of state has ever deprived a presidential candidate of ballot access based on section three of the 14th Amendment. But no presidential candidate has ever engaged in insurrection and been disqualified under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. All right, listen to me. C3P memes, these are getting really creepy, okay? Like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> we don't even have good villains anymore. We don't even have good villains. Remember your villains used to be something scary? It was some fucking scary looking redneck with a fucking clan outfit on, hood, fucking scary as shit, eyeballs, waiting to fucking lynch your fucking neighbor or something. You're like, oh my God, that's fucking scary. We used to have like really quality supervillains. 20 years ago, we had jihadis fucking boarding planes, scary. Fucking box knives, scary. Now, now you got that. Bunch of white liberal whores trying to impose their will onto the fucking electorate. Bunch of pillow-biting, cross-dressing, sexually confused weirdos trying to dominate you. Fucking weird. We don't even have good villains. We have the weakest... I mean, think about fucking... Think about Liz Cheney, okay? Or that one guy that cries a lot. What's that guy's name? Adam Kinzinger? Think about these fucking people. These are the villains. This is, the, this is what we got. That fucking effeminate little twink Barack Hussein Obama. He's not even a good terrorist. He's not even the kind that you're like, yo, this motherfucker's for real. He's gonna cut your head off. He's all prancing around with his fucking faggy haircut, his little fucking little bike. I'll never unsee that motherfucker on a bike. You can't. You could see Obama on a bike one time and you're like, not scared of you. Talked about this years ago. Hillary Clinton used to be terrifying. She'd give you that death stare and you knew you were going to fucking kill yourself with two bullets to the back of the head. Now she can't get upstairs. She's like, ah, we don't have good fucking, we don't have good villains anymore. You've got to start treating them what they are. These are dumb bitches. What do you want me to say? You got a bunch of dumb bitches. 
And conservatives are so hung up on showing the respect to the uh, whatever, the title or the office of the that's what you do. That's what conservatives do. Well, he's he has been there. He does say Judge Fuckstein, so I guess I should fuck these people. They ruined all the titles. They don't mean anything. President doesn't mean anything as long as Joe Biden occupies the White House. It doesn't mean shit. By the way, every other country figured this out. They all looked and were like, oh, the United States doesn't have a president. They have Joe Biden, who they fucking gave the job to, even though he wasn't elected. None of the titles mean anything, so disregard them. Start weighing, start sizing people the fuck up when you meet them, dude. Fucking look them up and down. Are you, are you more than I? You're not. Then I'm going to conquer you. I'm going to take your shit, weakling. Start sizing them the fuck up. I do it. I don't give a fuck. I look around. I'm like, all right, what do you got? What are you about? Let me see your shit. How are you dressed? How do you carry yourself? What are you drinking? What are your fucking weaknesses? How do you behave in public? How do you behave socially? I don't give a fuck. You guys can be mad at me, but I don't care. I understand this shit better than anybody. I start looking them up the fucking down. I'm like, okay, let me hear what you got to say. Let me ask you some questions. Oh, okay. None of these people mean shit to me. Titles don't mean shit anymore. You got cross-dressing fucking weirdos that wear those dog fucking masks. They're furries in the military. And then they'll tell you to respect the title. Respect his service. Dude, it's a fucking furry. I'm sorry. As soon as you become a furry, you're no longer Captain Fucky Fuck of the fucking Air Force. You're just furry fucking weirdo who happens to be in the military. It reverses. You stop. Normally it's, oh, oh, it's your service first. Oh, shit. Let's all just fucking grovel because you went and did some shit over there. Okay, fine. And you know what? Normally I didn't mind it. I was like, you know what? Thank you for sacrificing. But you fucking kidding me? You got a dog mask on your fucking photos? I don't even care how many of the, your little fucking buttons and ribbons you got, bro. You stop fucking being that. You put the dog mask on, you're not all those buttons and ribbons no more. You're just the dog mask. It's gone. Doesn't mean shit. I'm a general. No, you're not. You're a fucking weirdo. You're a furry. You're a pillow-biting furry. And I don't give a fuck how many years of service you gave. You're fucked up and weird. I'm going to disregard you now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Sorry. Out. Out. I'm out. It's the same thing with these chicks of dicks. You got a health secretary that's a fucking dude who wears a fucking weird wig every day with some fake titties. You're not a health secretary. You're not a doctor. You're a fucking tranny. You're a chick with a dick. You're a fucked up individual who doesn't know what the fuck you are. You're nothing else after that. And you can't be anything else until you get your mind right. I don't even give a shit what their letters are in front of their names. I don't care. Liberal, fucking conservative. These are all titles. You mean nothing to me. Because people are fucking nuts. And what's the result? What's the fucking result of all this madness? I'll tell you the fucking result. This is what happens. When your country is weak, you have no leadership, and other nations who do have leadership and who are still running and operating in a much more simplistic and obvious social hierarchy 
figure out that your country is on its fucking knees. On her way to work one morning, down the path, along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. Her pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried, I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. Take me in, O oh tender woman, take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, cried the vicious snake. She wrapped him up all cozy in a comforter of silk and laid him by her fireside with some honey and some milk. She hurried home from work that night, and soon as she arrived, she found the pretty snake she'd taken in had been revived. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. She clutched him to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in by now, you truly would have died. She stroked his pretty skin again and kissed him and held him tight. But instead of saying, thank you, ma'am, the snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, O oh tender woman, take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me, but why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. Does that remind you of anything? Be ready, be ready, because what they're allowing into our country is very, very bad. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about well what's done. happening next. Visit InfoWars.com. Shout out to InfoWars. Well done. Solid job. I like that one. That was well done. Good for them. Good fucking video. Excellent video. With that being said, I think I have a New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's meme video. Is that right, Lauren? You sent me a New Year's meme video? What do I got here? Huh? Let's talk about it real quick. I know we're all over the place today. It's okay. It's good for you. Here we go. Every vote counts. <laughs>
hell was that all about? That's cute. <laughs> that, was, that was a good job, Lauren. How to, that was a nice job. That was a quick hitter. That was funny. I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right. <clears throat> Fuck. Let me see where I'm going to go next. We're done talking about Maine. I don't really want to talk about Maine. Hey, you want to see something fucked up and funny? Do you guys want to see what happens if you have socialism in your uh, in your state for like 25, 30 years? Only 15% of Californians can afford a home in California. Let that marinate. What's one of the first tenets of socialism? Because it sure as fuck ain't equality. You want to talk about creating the haves and the have-nots. California's done it. California has done it. You will be mega privileged and mega successful and you will own something or you'll own absolutely nothing. There is no more in between. You will not have property. You will not have land. You will not hold anything of long-term investment value. You will become an indentured servitude. You will serve at our leisure. You will be given approximately a week vacation every year. Don't get sick for more than five days in any given calendar year. You will invest solely through our rigged stock market using our investment portfolios. And over time, you might even get to retire, maybe. Let that simmer. If you live in California and don't own real estate, you're never going to own real estate in California. And even with that being said, somehow California's government is more sane than the state of Maine. California Secretary of State rejects calls to remove Trump from the ballot. Damn. Even he was like, or she was like, ah, I'm cool, bro. That's retarded. I'm not doing that. Hey, you guys want to see an offensive meme that Bad Karma made? It doesn't have anything to do with anything we're talking about today. Do you just want like a mindless, stupid meme that'll make you laugh and be offended? There's no political message. There's no cultural message. It's really, there's not literally no point to it other than just being wildly offensive and funny.
What do you think? She just want to... It has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Yeah, why not? Yes, I would like one order of your meat bod dim song. Some Jebba Redis Rops. What? Can you say again? One push duck. An order of the Rob DeSantis Poo Poo Plata. Can you, can you speak uh, slow now? I, 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 you know, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> One can't steve these ducks with extra bill lesbian sauce. Oh, are you Taiwanese? Uh, an order of your Elon Chang Man Noodles Miles, please, okay? Okay. Uh, bin Chapiro Chicken and one order of your Krispy Kreme Tardonas. Thank you. Oh, okay. So you speak too fast. I, I don't understand this. <laughs> you guys have no idea how much more sense Bad Karma's memes make now that I've actually hung out with them. Like, like before I hung out with them, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this guy. Then I hung out with him for a few hours out on fucking uh, South Beach. And I'm like, oh, you make a lot more sense now, dude. <laughs> Once I hung out with him on South Beach, I was like, okay, Bad Karma's cool as shit. He's a funny motherfucker. That was wildly offensive, bro. <laughs> uh, you want to see something else that's wildly offensive? I know there's a lot of new fans here today. There's a, uh, let's see, we got 2,400 of you guys still watching. We're two hours in over on Rumble. I don't even know. There's some ungodly amount that are watching us on uh, Twitter today because Little used the wrong hashtag and apparently got me a shit ton of new viewers. Appreciate you doing that, Little. Little's tweet somehow has 38,000 views. Because he used hashtag the. Well done, little. That's a really good mistake. Um, so there's a bunch of you that are new here. You meandered in here. You don't know what's going on. You're like, okay. Um, well, there's one thing we like to clear the air on around here. Obviously, you can look around and you know we're Trump-loving people, right? But there's other more nuanced aspects of The Dilly Show you should be aware of. So we try to play this meme periodically to make sure that you don't Stick around if you're not actually welcome. Make sense? You've seen them on social media. There it is! It's happening! It's happening! It's raining! For the last six years. <laughs> they've been wrong about every fucking thing. If you still pay any attention, you're just as retarded as they are. Bye, Evan. Are you still trusting the plan? This has been a public service announcement paid for by the Dilly meme team. <laughs> there you go. So now you can be former, but if you're still walking in those two worlds together, you're an idiot. And I don't want anything to do with you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. All right. Uh, more seriously here. Nikki Haley got roasted by a child. A child roasted Nikki Haley yesterday after Nimrata didn't know what the reason the Civil War happened. Right? Nimrata tried to give a nuanced 
fucking word salad answer to the Civil War and what caused it and came away looking fully retarded. So then a kid was like, hey, uh, my dad told me to say this to you. I wanted to ask you, so Chris Christie thinks that you're a flip-flopper on the Donald Trump issue. And honestly, I agree with him. And you're basically the new John Kerry on the... <laughs> you remember John Kerry from 2004. So a kid that was born in 2010 just called you fucking John Kerry. Now, forget the fact that if you if you were to change Nikki Haley's hairdo, she actually looks like John Kerry. This kid doesn't even understand how accurate that insult was. Nikki Haley has John Kerry's fucking face. And if you just gave her shorter hair, she'd actually be John Kerry. So the kid roasts the shit out of her. Roasts the shit out of her. And Nikki stands there looking, well, pretty much the way you'd expect Nimrata to look. Stupid. Fucking stupid. I don't know which Dilly 300 member sent their child in here to do this, but I appreciate you. If you were one of my fans that did that, please let me know. I want to send that kid some free merch. Now, there's a fucking epidemic in this country. The epidemic is Photoshop and filters. It's affecting everybody, especially politicians. Because these people don't look the way they try to present themselves online when you meet them in person. And no one is probably a better example of this than Nimrata Haley. If you haven't seen Nimrata lately, well, I'd like to introduce you to her. Now, we'll start with what appears to be a very benign photo of her and Chris Sununu pre-gaming before they go back to a cheap motel and you know, go down on each other, okay? Looks pretty benign until you zoom in and you realize what the fuck is going on with Nimrata Haley's face? Are you kidding me? Bruh. That's Nikki Haley now. Sununu looks like a regular fucking dude. Like, just a dude. Like, whatever age he is, fucking dad bod dude. But Nimrata, are you kidding me? This isn't modified. This was not a meme. I grabbed this picture straight off of a news report. That is a totally undoctored, unfiltered picture of Nikki Haley. This shit's absurd. It's rampant in our culture now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no thanks. No fucking thanks. Doing this shit can only take you so far. That is a scary, scary, ugly bitch. Super scary. Yee. Fucking Nikhil got roasted, bro. <laughs> that fucking kid roasted her. All right. It's, uh, I gotta, you know what? I'm gonna run out of time if I don't do your part of the show. I gotta, actually, I have one more thing I wanted to play. Because Little made this for me, and I always appreciate when my meme team takes clips from this show. 
and not the obvious ones, but the ones where I'm like teaching something because it makes a big difference. One of the things I've been really bad at is self um, probably advocacy regarding the show itself, right? Like I don't really push the show on social media and I don't really do clips of the show. So anytime the Dilly Meme team steps up and grabs clips of me and uses them so that people can actually see who I really am, I really appreciate it. I always, I thank you guys. So Little made this the other day and I really liked it. And I want to share it with you guys because I thought it was pretty cool. Make sure it's ready to go. There you go. Just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. Are they going to do bad stuff? Of course. How you respond to it is what we're looking for here. They're going to do bad things, and you go, fuck you, you're still not getting my guns. They're going to unleash scary things, and you go, fuck you, I'm still not getting vaxxed or wearing a mask. You just keep doing this and saying, Trump 2024. Trump 2024. You just do this all the way until November 3rd, and you'll win. Bad shit happens. The world keeps going. And you've got to identify what you want, and you have to dictate to them the terms of the game. In 2023, the Dilly Meme team dictated the rules of fucking politics along with Donald Trump's team, and we dictated the terms and the rules of the fucking primary. We did. We didn't wait to see how DeSantis was going to attack us. We preemptively fucking launched attacks on him. We set the fucking tone. We did that. Billy Mean Team did that. And it destroyed a guy's career. It destroyed a deep state plan. It destroyed an establishment candidate that was going to walk into the 2028 presidency. Go on. All of it. And we did it preemptively. And if they could have stopped us, they would have. And they didn't. They have less power than you realize. They have less power than you realize. They have less power than you realize. We decide. We decide. We decide what the future holds. We decide. We do. We decide whether or not this shit continues. I am the fucking prize. Fuck your feelings. Fuck your senses. I'm sure. Dilly, I'm just sure there's something wrong in the fucking ionosphere. I can feel it trickling down upon me. That shit happens. The world keeps going, and you've got to identify what you want, and you have to dictate to them the terms of the game. you got to stop with the fear shit. Thank you, Little. That was uh, very good. I thought that was really cool, the way you made me look. You made me look cool, which is not easy, so I appreciate that, Little. Thank you. Also, thank you, Jay Scott. You also made me look cool. Uh, he made this yesterday, and I thought it was pretty slick. Made me look extra fancy. Yeah, this is, this is cool. That's just neat. I need to get back in shape. This was inspiring. I'm like, fuck, I don't look like that. I used to look like that. Used to have the guns and the shoulders for that. Not no more. Nope. Got to get myself back into shape. So I was inspired. I was like, all right, got to get some goals for 2024. You know what I mean? Get some goals. All right. It's your time of the week. And uh, we're going to do that right now. Yeah, I got to get myself back. I'm not I'm not looking like that right now. You know, what's weird, though, is like I at least appreciate the 20 some years in the gym because like there's a certain base level of muscle that you just don't lose. 
So I'm just like, all right, I got, at least I got that. I got that going for me. I start hitting the gym and like, yeah, within two weeks, I'm like, okay, there we go. Showing out again. Showing out again. We'll be okay. All right, questions, questions, questions. Let's go back in time. One of my Christmas presents was a throwback stereo with a CD player and a cassette deck. If you could only pick five albums, what would they be and why? Much love to Dilly, Rihanna, and Meme Team. Oh, God. You're asking me a lot. That's a lot. I have to give whys. I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> Probably, why, why, why do I have people still, hey, you're discussing, hey, Maiden Houston 13, hang gliding, you're discussing hang gliding, and we're not discussing it right now, got that Twitter user, I don't know what to tell you. you, where have you been if you don't know the answer to that question you just asked me, Maiden Houston 13, are we clear, if you don't know the answer to that, it means you're the one missing shows. You're up here asking about shit that was addressed and done with six, seven, eight months ago. I don't know what to tell you. You shouldn't have fucking skipped shows for six months. All right. Let's, uh, let's go here. We're going to go with uh, ACDC Back in Black. We're going to go with Led Zeppelin. Now I don't remember which, I, uh, which it's either going to be the second or third album. Which album am I trying to say? What's the third? What's, is it Led Zeppelin? What's the third fucking Zeppelin album? Is it Led Zeppelin three? What's it called? I need help with this. I don't know what off the top of my head, but it's my favorite Zeppelin album. And I'm like drawing a fucking blank because I typically just play their greatest hits. Someone help me out here. So one, two, and so it is Zeppelin three then. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, so I got it right. Thank you, Phantom. That's my favorite Zeppelin album is three. Okay, so that's all it was. Okay, I want two. No, I think it's three. Maybe it is two. Although I like three. Okay, okay, so yeah, I, I was close. I think I, I'm, I'm trying to go back and I'm doing this off the cuff. So I think, is it two or three? Okay, so three is the acoustic LP. Okay, so then it's two. Thank you, Revolver. So I'm thinking of two. Led Zeppelin two is the one I'm thinking of. And it starts with Immigrant Song, although I love three also. Okay, anyway, I digress. I love Led Zeppelin, so that's the one I'm going to pick. Fair enough? Okay, good. Um, okay. <clears throat> Let me go back to what we were talking about. These are the albums that, like, shaped who I am. Zeppelin, two, or three. 
ACDC Back in Black, Dr. Dre The Chronic, Tupac, All Eyes on Me, I'm going to throw a Bay Area one at you guys. E40 in a major way. There. There. Out of the five, E40 in a major way probably shaped me the most. Those are my five. Those are for me, okay? Those are for me. No one else will agree with that list because it's personal. But E40 in a major way probably shaped me the most as a young person. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, there's my there's my five. There you go. Those are mine. And I don't feel like explaining the rationale. Yes, D nice three six five, E forty in a major way. Specifically, no Eagles. Now, now, Eagles are good. What do you want me to say? They're fucking. What's his name's a cunt. He's a cunt who's like fucking best friends with Bill Clinton. I'm not. Eagles are okay for me. Yeah. I can take him or leave him. Also, I'm younger than most of you. So even like a lot of that is like greatest hit shit. So some of that's from my teen years, my formidable years. And then some of that is like stuff that my parents played. No, not Joe Walsh. The other cunt. The other cunt, Hogman. Walsh was fine. It's the other cunt. Yeah, those are those are my five. <laughs> All right. Let's see more questions. Yeah, Don Henley is the cunt I was thinking of. Thank you. Um This may be an odd question, but an easy one. What type of cologne does President Trump wear? I don't know, actually. Um Okay, here's what I can tell you about President Trump. He smells incredibly fresh and clean, but he doesn't smell like a cologne. My wife would probably be a better question, like a person to answer this. Randy will tell you guys. He smells super clean and like fresh, but he doesn't smell like a cologne at all. So if he was wearing one, I didn't pick up on it. Like he he didn't smell like a cologne at all. He just he just smells clean. Yeah, Randy says he doesn't smell perfumed. He smells like maybe an exotic soap. Yeah, he just smells like a really clean soap. You know what's ironic about that? And my wife will will attest to this. I don't wear cologne either. I don't wear cologne either. That's not my deal. Yeah, I don't, I, I wear like, I, I use soap and I use my, my K-Leave to stay K-Fresh. I don't like cologne. It throws off my senses. Not a big fan of cologne. Not a big fan of perfumes either. There's very few perfumes I'll tolerate. You know what's funny is my wife wears something and, it, and I, I can only assume she got it from the advice of strippers. Because strippers are the only people, the women, that have seemed to figure out 
what men want to smell. Isn't that weird? Only how is it only strippers figured out what men like to smell? And then they, they and they probably is cheap shit. I don't know. But my wife has some shit that occasionally she'll wear that smells like a good stripper. And it's like, oh yeah, that fucking that smells intoxicating. But like all these women go out every day trying to smell good for people, and you smell pungent. And strippers are like, oh yeah, it's this shit. I don't even think it's a, a perfume. I think it's like a body shit. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it is, but like it's oh, Randy says it's not cheap and it's a secret. There you go. But the whores know what men want to smell. So I appreciate that. Like you should take the advice of like perfume. From like strippers. You should take the advice of perfume on, from strippers. You guys are making jokes, but I'm I'm dead ass serious. Even Wheels is talking shit because he only goes to the most fucking truck stop ass strip clubs. <laughs> Randy's not going to tell you guys. But strippers figured it out. Do I have a favorite cologne? Nope, I don't like cologne at all. Brandon, I got a great feeling about 2024. I feel like it's going to be my best year yet, which is saying something because I have some great years. What are you most looking forward to in 2024? Crushing all of Donald Trump's enemies. Destroying and eradicating and fucking eliminating all of his political enemies. Destroying them. Literally fucking reducing them to nothing publicly. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to playing a significant role in the destruction of everything you all hate. I know that's a weird answer. I can't be more obvious. And I know it probably says a lot about me. I think a lot of people would say some shit like, I'm looking forward to winning, right? And that's one side of the coin. Like, I want to win. And that's pretty cool. Winning's pretty cool. Destroying evil motherfuckers is way cooler, though. Like, my brain goes the other direction. Maybe I'm a villain. I wish I could have answered that and been like, just looking forward to the miracle of 2024. I'm like, nah, fucking absolutely demolishing evil cunts is what I do. That's where my mind goes. I'm ready, dude. I'm ready for whatever the fuck happens in 24. Uh, if you fucking, the good, the good news, we win. We get our country back. We fight like hell for Trump the next four years. We lose. I already got Warlord Dilly set up. I already got the handle set up. I'm growing the fucking beard. I'm growing the long hair. Gonna go all the way down my back. I'm already set in either direction. I'm ready for whatever happens. Organized or disorganized chaos. I'm ready for it. Uh, Brendan, do you and Rihanna buy each other Christmas gifts? And if so, no, not really. I'm the, I'm the most difficult person in the world to shop for. There's only two things I want from my wife on any special occasion. Um, one involves her being completely naked. And the other one involves food, her food. So that's it. I don't, I don't want, 
I don't want uh, anything. No one can get me gifts because I get myself gifts. That's all I always, I'm the hardest person in the world to shop for. So me and Randy don't usually buy each other gifts. I got her a couple of little outfits this year for Christmas, but the big gifts, we tend to get things together. So last year we got a gorgeous uh, piece of, art right it was a massive piece of art i showed it to you guys on the show this year our gift was i bought us a brand new badass mattress because we needed to replace the mattress so i bought a brand new mattress for our bed with brand new pillows and we've been sleeping like babies ever since i got some fucking ultra badass mattress i don't even know randy what's the what's the mattress i bought it's the same ones they use in uh the ritz carlton I used, I, we got the same mattress that if you go to a Ritz Carlton and you get one of the suites, we got that mattress and I got it at a sweet deal. Yeah. I don't know. The mattress was supposed to be like regular price. It was like 4,800 bucks. I didn't pay that. No, it's not a certain Randy. I'll fight you. It's uh it was like a $4,800 mattress that I picked up for like 1400. Yeah, it wasn't a Serta. Randy's wrong. That was the one that they used certain mattresses in Trump's drow. That's not what I got. I got some other one. It's like two names. It's some weird name. It's some hoity-toity fucking brand. No, not a sleep number. Come on. Hoity-toity, I said. Not some shit you see on an infomercial late at night. What's the name of that mattress, Randy? Let me see. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. I can't remember the name of it. It was some fucking hoity-toity fucking brand. What's it called? Stearns and Foster. That's what I got. It's a Stearns and Foster. That's, that's what I bought. And it's fucking incredible. My Stearns and Foster mattress has fucking ventilation around the entire thing. These little metal vents. It's got a pillow top. Yeah, it's a Stearns and Foster is what I got. Yeah, Hales says she had one. Yeah, but I got like their, whatever their fucking top of the line Stearns and Foster's is, that's what I got. Brandy, you got a mattress made by the Amish? I bet that thing's the fucking bomb. Yeah, see, everybody who's got the Stearns and Foster top-end one knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, I like that one. It's good. Yep. I wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't on such a fucking discount, though. I never would have bought the fucking thing. It was on a steep discount. I paid like $13.50. I got a smoking deal on that bitch. I was like, yep, that's happening right now. It was the only one left. Yep. Yeah, it's a good it's a good mattress. I like it. It's firm, but breathes, and it's got some some give to it. Not too much. I don't like I don't like those beds that are too like fucking. Meh, meh. I don't like that shit. Fucks up your back. I'm not stopping until I get all the questions answered today. At what age did you take on an interest in cars, and what was one of the first cars you had growing up? Um, I've always loved cars. The first, my first dream car was a Ferrari. Um, 
always wanted a Ferrari since I was probably must have been five, six years old. It was the first time I ever watched uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I watched that and I watched Magnum P.I. And Magnum P.I. had a badass Ferrari. And then Don Johnson in Miami Vice drove a badass Ferrari. So Ferrari was what I wanted all growing up. Got it really heavy into cars. I always liked the aesthetics of a Lamborghini. Didn't like the performance because they're not a true race car. Um, still like them. They're great looking vehicles, good looking vehicles. And they're built better now that Audi has saved them. But Ferrari is still Ferrari. But yeah, I got into cars real early. I've loved vehicles, cars since I was young, real young. I don't like classic cars. That's not to knock them. I, I understand why you guys would love them. I don't like uh, classic vehicles. I'm not really that guy. Um, I like shit that's a mix of fucking technology and aesthetics. So, yeah. Lifestyles of the, the Rich and Famous was my jam. That was my show when I was a kid. Yeah, Miami Vice used the fake Ferrari, I know. But the, yeah, 308 was the one in, uh, in uh, fucking, uh, what was it? That was the one that, that uh, he drove in on that show, right? Wasn't it a 308 he was driving? Tom Selleck was rocking that bitch. Pretty sure that was a 308. Maybe I'm mistaken. Am I am I wrong? Which Ferrari was Tom Selleck driving in that shit? On Magnum PI. What was what was he driving in Magnum PI? Was it a 308? I can't even remember now. I was just having this conversation with my stepdad. All right, that's enough car talk. I don't want to bore you guys. That was asked by a woman, by the way, just in case. When Daddy Trump gets back in office, will you consider shaving your beard? No. I'll get a haircut, and I might trim up the beard, but no, I'm not shaving. I have no interest. Bruce Wayne, I did get your package. I haven't opened it yet, but I'm looking at it literally right now, bro. It's right there. It's right there, okay? I'll get to it today. Thank you, by the way. I've been overwhelmed. Someone emailed me your, I don't even know what this is. It's like your opinion, but I don't care about Secretary of State shit. I don't even know what you're doing. I don't care. If I write Trump's name on my ballot and check it off, there is it legal. He'll be on all the ballots. Relax. You won't even have to answer that question. How do I find such good deals like the mattress? Intuition. I talk to everybody and I press and I press and I press. Walked into the mattress store. Like, hey, I need to, I'm looking for this mattress. I was looking for the one from Trump Doral. We don't have it. I go, okay, what's your best mattress? He goes, well, what do you mean? I go, what mattress is the most obnoxiously expensive and high end? He goes, oh, there are these four over here. I said, okay. I laid on all four of them. I didn't even ask about price yet. I laid on all four of them. I'm like, I want that one. That one's the fucking shit. He goes, that's the most expensive one we have in the store right now. But fortunately for you, this is a discount store. It's a wholesaler. I'm like, okay. 
and he shows me the advertisement online for that bed. And I'm like, I'm not fucking paying four grand. He goes, it's not 4,000. We're selling it today for holiday season for, you know, it's 1,400 bucks. I'm like, good, done. I was like, make it fucking happen, bud. I want that exact one. He goes, that's the only one we have left. I go, good, okay, good. But I talk to everybody and I ask for shit. And a lot of people are, are really bad at wheeling and dealing. When you really understand the value of your money and you understand the value of like things and you know what it feels like, you're way more discriminate. And I'm way, I'm really direct. Like I'm awkward to shop with. Rihanna doesn't mind it, but I'm awkward to shop with. I do the same thing at restaurants. I'm just a certain way. I'm like, no, I don't want the shit you sell everybody else. What's the shit that nobody buys because it's fucking absurdly expensive or super high end and they think it's out of their reach. And I don't do that because I'm just pissing money away. But the reality is there's a lot of stuff that's really high end that you think is beyond your reach, but you just don't ask for it. And it's actually totally available. Like that's the biggest thing I've learned about, uh, about abundance in, in, in being successful is there's a bunch of incredible experiences and quality life-changing things that even normal regular people could afford, but they don't ask for them because they don't think they deserve them. So you, you'll go in and you'll go, here's my budget. See, this is the old mindset, okay? I hope this helps you, by the way. I'm serious. You go in and go, my budget is this, right? And then what they do is they show you everything below that, which is shit. I go in and go, show me the best fucking thing you got. And it's up here. And I go, good. I want it for this, which is your budget. And they give it to me. Or I'm close. That's the difference between us. I go in and I'm like, show me the best thing you own that you can sell me. And then I fucking make them give it to me for what my budget is. It's a totally different mindset. But everybody else goes in and they go, I have $1,000 to spend. And then you end up with some fucking $500 bed that they, they got you dumb enough to buy for 1000 bucks. But that's not how I operate. I go in and I'm like, give me the $4,000 bed for, for my budget, which is like 1400 bucks. Always go in asking for the best thing and work backwards. Because what happens to a salesman, if you start at the top, they, they're all like, oh shit, I'm going to sell the thing. Hear me out. Salesman's time is expensive, right? Because that's how they make a living. So you start out up here. I want that. They're like, you want that? I'm like, I want that. That's the one that I want. And then what you do is you go, I want this one. And they're like, okay, this is the price. I'm like, I'm not paying that. They're like, what can you pay? I'm like, well, I'm not paying that. You tell me what you could bring it down to. And I start grinding. Then once we've reached a point where either it works for me or it doesn't, if it doesn't work for me, I go, well, what's the second best thing you have in the store? Then they show me the next best thing and I grind it on that. I never end up with the thing that was in my budget. I always end up with some shit that was way out of my budget, but I waste enough of his fucking time that he wants to sell me something. So by the time I'm like, okay, now we're at my budget. And he's like, Jesus, I just sold this guy X that was worth Y, but I fucking got, he paid Z. And it's like, and I'm walking, and everybody always goes, how did you get all these deals? How did you fucking get that for this? But I always start with the most expensive item and just start grinding. I just start grinding. 
but I make it fun and I also make it clear about something because I'm not a motherfucker. You have a yield you need to make, but you're not going to make it off of me. But if you're nice to me and you take care of me and you give me what I want, I'll send 10 people like me who, who are a little bit more willing to purchase at your price. I do that a lot too. Because that's the thing is, I'm, I'm a talker. So I'm like, you're not going to make your fucking, you're not going to make your monthly nut on me, dude. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to make that monthly quota off of Dilly. But if you're nice to me, I'll refer you a shitload of people. And I do. I've, re- I've re- referred shitloads of people. That's what I do. I'm a connector. I love connecting people. And I like talking about good quality shit. So I'll tell you guys all about it. Oh, you got to buy this thing or you got to get this thing. And I'm all about sharing quality valued items I find. Because I think it's a good way of doing business. So, just my opinion. Shout out uh, for... Oh, Stephanie. It's Stephanie Cat Dog. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, honey. She is 57 years young today. And uh, she's been with us since the beginning of the show. Since, like, we were on Periscope in the corner of my bedroom. Congratulations. Happy birthday, honey. I've given you a lot of birthday shout outs and I'm, I'm happy to do it one more time. <laughs> happy birthday. Congratulations on the birthday. Uh, first, let me take a second to say thank you very much for what you do. I can't tell you how much your advice has helped me to grow. You're a straight shooter and being you a char- characteristic that is a lacking in today's society. Okay, to the question I have for you that I have been trying to figure out for weeks now and I have no clue on the answer. Love the memes, love the results, and I hope you and the Dilly Meme team are successful in getting our president back in office. However, here's my dilemma. While DeSantar and Haley, the Colorado Supreme Court, Christie, the prosecutors, and the Secretary of State are gunning to destroy Trump, there are symptoms of the virus. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the head of the snake are Soros, Cokes, what, uh, yeah, WF, yeah, 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 uh-huh, BlackRock. Right, how do we fight back against these powerful, rich, shooters to chop the okay brian let's go through them one by one uh soros is on death's doorstep coke brothers are just coke now because one of them died already they're old as fuck too the wef and klaus schwab and a lot of those kinds klaus schwab had like four strokes last year he's on death's doorstep the who i'm not worried about the un is failing because they financially don't have the support they need BlackRock is over leveraged like you can't imagine. BlackRock might be actually fucked because they're directly uh, connected to China's economy. BlackRock is probably one of the biggest fucking Ponzi schemes in the history of the planet. BlackRock is going to be gone in five years. BlackRock, along with Vanguard, are fucked. I don't know if you've read the news. So pretty much everything you just mentioned is already on its way out. BlackRock is so fucking over leveraged, it's not even funny. And they had all, they had bet on China's economy, and that's fucking going south. So there's your answer. These people are paper tigers. Yeah, Vanguard's attached to BlackRock, though. They're both going broke. I don't, I'm not, I don't fear any of those organizations at all. They overplayed their hands, and now they're fucked. That's my opinion. All right, I got some Dilly in the Wilds that we'll save for Monday. Looks like they just came in. 
Mm-mm-mm. Hey, bro, uh, long time, no email, still watch every day, love all what you're doing. So this isn't a question in regards to financial advice, but what are your thoughts on those indexed universal life policies? Eh, I don't fuck with them, Todd. I don't know enough about them. I can't give an opinion. I don't really know a lot about them, but I know that that's not where I would put my money. <clears throat> All right, I'm out of time. This is uh, almost the second show this week. I've done almost three hours. I tried to make up for the missed time. Monday, it won't just be me. No, no. Co-hosting all next week will be my very good friend, Miguel Afornia. He will be here in the house with his wonderful bride, Linda. They're going to be hanging out with us next week. So Mike is going to be here to kick off the new year on January 1st, New Year's Day, Dilly Show with myself in Miguel Afornia. It's going to be a blast. I'm done. God bless you, God bless America, and God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you next year at 12 p.m. Eastern here on The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Friday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. And we're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. There's not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.